Hello, and welcome to the Cultivating Confidence podcast. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Grams. I am a life coach who specializes in anxiety, health, and human design. And I also happen to be a functional medicine pharmacist. This podcast is a compilation of conversations that I've had with clients and colleagues. So listen in as we explore the mind, body, and soul's confidence in its many forms. All right, so I think today's topic of overwhelm is well-timed because as of recording this, at least, it is back to school time and end of summer time and people are trying to get the last, you know, last little vacations out of the way and whatever. Um, I know there's been some kids that have been in school for a couple weeks already, but that's pretty crazy. Anyway, um, today's topic of overwhelm, I'm going to be sharing what's going on in my life right now and hopefully because it's so real and raw for me, um, and I've been coached on it several times, I've been doing work on it, hopefully you'll be able to relate in some way, shape, or form, and maybe apply it to whatever you're feeling overwhelmed with in your life. So I, um, I've i got my functional medicine certification exam coming up this fall, and I have delayed this exam several times already because I didn't feel like I was prepared enough, so I would reschedule it. And this thing is only offered twice a year, so I'm going on like a year and a half now of rescheduling, and I still don't feel ready. I feel like I need to push it off again one more time. And yes, that it is definitely time that's the issue here for sure. That's what's going on. I need more time, more time, more time, right? Because it's not me. <laughs> but every single time that this deadline approaches, I get super overwhelmed and I beat myself up for what I have not done with the extra time that I have given myself to accomplish this goal. Every time I reschedule, it gets pushed off for another six months. I get super enthusiastic about planning everything out that I need to study. At one point, I had a handwritten list of all the lectures that I was going to start off, that I was going to start at the top and check them off as I go because I'm a good hard worker all of a sudden and we're going to get all this done, right? And when that didn't work, because every time I looked at the list, all I could see was this massive amount of information that I needed to consume in order to get to where I needed to be. And instead, I tried blocking time off on my calendar to actually put it in my calendar because I live by my calendar. It gives me little notifications for when I have meetings. Everything's great, right? I put like a hundred different lectures scheduled into my calendar and we're at like three or four per week to meet the deadline just about every time I did this, right? So then I would think about, oh my gosh, I have to spend four hours a week at least doing these lectures and then I got to, you know, rewind. I listen to them and then I have to, to comprehend it. I have to go back again. So like, this is becoming a part-time job for me to get all these lectures done, right? But all right, we're going to do it this time. And then when that didn't work because I hadn't learned how to trust myself with my calendar, I didn't learn how to become the person that would hold myself accountable for my own meetings if no one else was attached to them. Um, I downloaded all of the lectures put them in audio format on my phone so I could listen to them on the drive to work or as I was cooking or folding laundry or doing all of the domestic things that I didn't need to be really present for. I can just do them on autopilot, right? So I've got this all. This is going to be great this time. 
And as you might guess, when that didn't work, because audiobooks and podcasts are much more enjoyable for me to listen to, my brain finally went, oh my God, you can't freaking do this. You've proven over and over again that you are not capable. You don't even need the certification that you've spent thousands of dollars on. Just cut your losses, move on. You weren't meant to finish this. You're a big pile of crap, right? <laughs> now, keep in mind that I have been doing thought work for years at this time, and I still struggle with this. This is my brain currently in the past several weeks going through this again because this exam is coming up again this fall. And it's now or never, baby, right? Like <laughs> we're doing this. But I still struggle with all of the asinine comments that my brain seems to have to offer to me. But through these cycles, through every single cycle, I have had coaches there, my coaches there to support me along the way. And the beauty is that none of those coaches gave one shit whether I took the exam or not. They were just there to help me figure out what I actually wanted to do and then decide to do that, right? So every time I went into a coaching session with this being my topic, I thought, okay, today's the day. I'm just going to quit. I'm going to get coaching on how to be okay with walking away, right? Because I have made a huge time investment attending these modules already, um, a huge monetary investment in actually signing up to do all the stuff, right? And I've, I'm so committed at this point. I just have to do it. But like letting go of that was what I thought I needed coaching on. But every single time I walked away from that coaching session with a new resolve for actually completing this exam because I really liked my reasons for wanting to do it, right? I didn't want to give up. I didn't want, like, I, it, it wasn't even like a, I need to prove to myself that I can do this. It was like a, no, I actually really like the reasons that I have for giving my chance or give, giving myself a chance to fail this exam on my own, Right. Because all I was doing by trying to walk away was failing in advance by not even trying, not even giving myself a chance to pass, right? I was just pre-failing to avoid the potential feelings in the future of actually failing, right? So I started to realize that I was believing, I was completely buying into all of the shitty thoughts that my brain was presenting to me because every single time my brain went almost immediately from, yeah, I can totally handle this. We're going to put this in the calendar. We're going to do this. It's going to be great, right? Like all of a sudden, all of this work that I've been avoiding for months and months and months is going to be wonderful, right? I'm going to be super motivated. That's what I'm going to rely on. We're going to get this done. And it went almost immediately to, oh my God, this is too much to commit to. I can't possibly make this happen. It's going to take me forever. I just don't have the time. When am I ever going to do this? So <laughs> step one in overcoming the overwhelm was to stop believing the shitty thoughts that my brain was telling me. And not because they didn't seem factual, because they really did seem like facts. It was just it, it was just like my brain was reporting the news to me. Like, th this is a fact. You can't do this, right? But because that thought, those thoughts weren't helpful to me in the slightest bit, when I finally committed myself to doing the task that I was feeling overwhelmed about, I started realizing that spending all my time in overwhelm was the one thing that I did not have time to do. And it was extra time just sitting in my thoughts stuck, right? So I did some assessing of my thoughts and I thought that, you know, 
more time being what I needed to complete was uh, more. So as I was looking at my thoughts and I realized that, you know, more time was not the answer. I have proven this over and over and over again. Like I have given myself six, six extra months, three separate times to do this, right? That should be enough to get through the number of lectures, right? I've had a year and a half extra to do this. And it was like, that wasn't it. That is a thought that is not helping me, right? It's not helping me to believe that I need more time. So then I started toying with the idea of actually giving myself this deadline. And when I decided that I was going to commit to submitting my case report and actually sitting for my exam, my brain absolutely freaked out. And I'm so glad that I had the extra support to sort out my brain because I would have been just sitting here giving up and like that would not have helped me work towards accomplishing the goal that I knew that I wanted to achieve. And I hope that you're, you know, replacing whatever it is you're overwhelmed with in my story. But what happens when you sit in overwhelm with whatever topic at hand, right? For me, all it meant was extra time laying in bed in the morning, scrolling on social media. It meant um, vis- uh, taking a visit to my pantry every half an hour or so when I'm at home trying to focus and staring in there and expecting there to be something fun and new for me to eat right? <laughs> every half an hour that nobody has put anything in there. Um, It also meant me like getting a bunch of stuff done that I had let pile up for a while because what's a better way to get the stuff that doesn't really matter that much is done is to, you know, avoid something bigger in your your brain. So like all of a sudden, all these tasks that I've been putting off for months, done, right? Like I have my podcast ready to go that I've been putting up off for months. I did some cleaning around the house. I was compulsively listening to new audiobooks and like furiously playing games on my phone that I had downloaded because, oh, this one looks fun, right? I just needed that hit of dopamine instead of feeling the existential dread that was kicking in with my overwhelm. And the list, we can add any number of things to this list. It can go on for a while. But basically what it boiled down to was that when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I do everything in my power to avoid feeling the overwhelm and I distract myself with literally anything I can think of that is not the task (laughs) that I actually want to get done. And the most ironic part of that is that delaying the processing of the overwhelm only caused me to feel overwhelmed over and over and over and over again. We think we're avoiding it, but really what we're doing is revisiting it 75 times a day, right? You think you're putting off something that you want to do because you're feeling overwhelmed, but it just keep that overwhelm stays for so much longer because it's being resisted. So basically every single time I would think about this upcoming exam, my brain would spiral into all of these terrible thoughts about me as a human being and about how much time I didn't have to do everything that I wanted to do and I couldn't do it right with what I had. And that would cause me to feel extremely overwhelmed. And I would buffer away my emotions again and again and again. And finally, I got wise to my brain doing this. And I realized that I was believing all these thoughts and that that was not the actual way for me to take action. So I needed to find a new source of inspiration. And I slipped into commitment instead of overwhelm. And I didn't I chose not to believe the thoughts that were keeping me stuck. And it, it took some work. 
It was not an automatic thing for me to not believe the thoughts that brain was giving me, but (laughs) um, I guess step two would be like of overcoming overwhelm might be like finding thoughts that are actually helpful. So in this case, with the exam, after I realized that time wasn't it, I had to put brain on to the task of figuring out how I can get this done. So changing from, oh my God, I don't have enough time to if I had the time to do this right now and I could do it in this time that I have, how would I do it? And what I kind of realized is that I have always been a last minute pressure person getting things done. That's when I do some of my best work, right? Like it's the half an hour before my spouse gets home that the kitchen gets cleaned, right? Like those sorts of things. Like it's always when some when company is coming over, I can clean the house in 45 minutes when company is coming over, right? Like I'm it's gonna take me all freaking day if I start Saturday morning. I might as well wait <laughs> until they're about in the driveway to finish putting my broom away, right? Like so what it, a thought that was useful for me there was I do some of my best work when I have pr- time pressure, right? And the thought that stemmed off of this was what if it's not a problem that I'm doing this with a time deadline and I'm kind of relying on the ted- time deadline looming out there, right? Because in my head, oh, you got to be a better person. You have to, you know, plan things, do everything in advance, and then, you know, then you can relax because job well done, right? Like, that's just not how my brain works. Like, I want to avoid doing that task at all cost. And I don't know why I'm so surprised that all of a sudden this exam was (laughs) panning out to be the exact same pattern, right? So another thought that I used was, I am going to make this happen. And this comes from that commitment from within, determination. So basically, brain, get on board because your whining is not helping me get this done. Basically, it's time to buckle up. We're doing this. Figure it out. Figure out how to do this and stop whining about how we can't, right? And this, there's a very fine line here where I have been very conscious this time around of not beating the crap out of myself and self and using criticism to fuel me in the form of like, oh my gosh, you haven't done this. You better get doing that. Like, no, we're not doing that anymore. We can leave all the drama behind and we can sit with, all right, how do I actually get this done? Let's go. I have a few weeks or a few months or a few hours, whatever it is. How can I get this done? Or how can I get enough done that the task can be marked complete? We got to let perfectionism go. And one of the things that I had to rethink was my studying style. Because what I thought I had to do was listen to the lecture, rewind it when I needed to, take notes, print off all the things, you know, whatever. And then I realized, you know what? I no longer have time for that. So how can I get creative? Maybe I can take the practice exam that I have access to and work backwards. And I can start with question one and study and understand the question and every single answer that they give. Because it's all multiple que- multiple choice questions, but it's like one of those college exams where it's like A, B, A or B, A, B and C, like D, <laughs> like all of those where you actually do have to know this stuff forward and back. Like it, it's not, they're not trying to trick you per se, but like you have to know your stuff to do those sorts of exams. It's not just like a random like oh, 40% chance of getting it right, right? No. So I had to rethink the approach that I was taking 
And in order for me to get my brain there, it was rethinking of how can I do this in a way that I haven't thought of yet, right? So I haven't started this part of it yet. <laughs> I'll be in um, complete transparency because I'm still working on my case study that's due next week, but we're going to get that done. Be and I'm doing that in a way that I didn't think was possible because I was stuck in my overwhelm. So in order to find the creative juices and to find workarounds, you have to get out of the thought of, I can't do this. This is too much. I don't have time. All of the excuses that we give ourselves that sound really real, that sound really convincing, like those all needed to go, right? So what does help me is I can do this. I do have time. There's just a way that I haven't quite figured out yet. I bet I can figure it out, right? I bet I can figure it out. And also reminding brain that like, hey, these sentences that you're presenting with to me, I know that you're trying to keep me safe. And I thank you so much for trying to keep me safe from feeling overwhelmed and feeling all these things. But I don't have time for this drama. And most of the thoughts you're giving me right now are not even true. And even if they are true, they're not freaking helpful. So I'm not going to choose those thoughts. And I'm not going to, I'm going to choose thoughts that are going to get me closer to my goal. And then ultimately, a thought that helped me was that the worst thing that can happen is that I pay money to take this exam and I fail it anyway, right? I give myself a chance for them to tell me I failed instead of me failing by not doing it, right? And through the process of attempting it, I will learn so much anyway. And I might have to spend more money and take the exam again. But I'm not going to beat myself up no matter what the outcome of this is. And that was where I found my power because I'm like, if I have my own back for this, we're good. No matter what the outcome is, I'm going to do this, right? And then I guess the third part of the process here is actually believing in myself enough to get it done. And for me, that meant borrowing belief from future me because clearly past me did not have her shit together enough to do it. So future me is the one, the future me that has completed this task has to be the one that I pull belief from. So I believe in future me to get this done. And that's, she's the one who's going to do this for me. And if I don't believe in her, I have nothing to go off of. And not believing in future me is not useful for me to think, you know, like if I don't believe that future me can do this, I'm never going to change to become the person who can, right? So how do I know I'm going to pass this exam? I don't. But I'm also not going to give myself the chance to fail without even trying. And in order for me to do that, processing my overwhelm, allowing my brain to absolutely freak out as much as it wants to over thoughts that feel super real and super important and super relevant, but they're really just sentences that brain has to offer to keep me safe, to keep me from failing, and being able to talk myself off the ledge when I need to, which happens really frequently, <laughs> those are all super important steps because I'm always on the brink... Overwhelm is like a default for my brain. Like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything. I guess I just have to sit on the couch and watch Netflix, right? That's the solution for everything is to avoid it, right? But 
reminding myself how capable I am and believing in myself and knowing how much I do actually want to complete this exam or this task, even though it really sucks in the moment, is going to keep me opting out of overwhelm. And that's what's going to get me there. So in conclusion, basically, overwhelm is optional, even if it feels super real and super important. And if you want to get stuff done, you have to pull yourself out of it. Let it process through your body. Allow yourself to feel overwhelmed for a minute, a minute and a half. Even set a timer for five minutes when you're feeling overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to make it feel so overwhelming in a moment. Let brain freak out, right? And then you can when you process it through, you're able to actually slip back into your adult brain where you can make decisions that will actually get you going. And this can apply to studying for exams, deadlines looming at work, you know, unexpected issues popping up in plans. It could be, you know, your finances are going crazy. You're super overwhelmed with either student loans or, you know, retirement planning or, you know, do I have enough to cover rent this month, right? Maybe you've got a new diagnosis and you're figuring out the logistics of medications and doctor visits. Like there's so many different ways that we can get overwhelmed and brain really likes to sit there to try to keep you safe because it's something new. It's something challenging. It's it's not we convince ourselves that we don't have enough time and then we make ourselves not have enough time because we're spending so much time telling us that we can't do this. Right. So there's a thousand different reasons that brain can come up with. but ultimately overwhelm is something that we're going to experience most likely and it's optional to stay in there. Thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Many of you will be able to take the ideas that you've heard and apply them in your daily life. And that's really all you need. That's amazing. But for those of you who could use a little one-on-one help with how to make these things actually work for you in your real life, please reach out. The link to schedule a consult with me is in the show notes. You don't have to do this alone. See you soon.